Ever notice that everything you ever thought would make you happy ever after didn't? Ooh, me too. It turns out Sean Cassidy was not my soulmate. Orgasms only last a few seconds and money does not buy happiness. Hi, I'm Dr. Cheryl Fraser and welcome to Sex, Love and Elephants, the weekly podcast where we explore relationships, mind and the meaning of life. A place where you are normal if you feel like something's missing, even though you have it all. Because guess what? Happiness is an inside job. How do I know? Well, if a Buddhist nun and a sex expert had a baby, I'm it. I'm a psychologist, sex therapist, and author. I've meditated for 12 hours a day for months at a time. I've studied Tantra in Tibet, and I've taught for people like Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield, and helped thousands of couples reignite passion. My mission with a loving heart is to kick your ass off the couch and into awakening. And here's the secret. If you want to cultivate wild love that lasts, compassion and curiosity, and the superpower of being happy for no reason, first, you've got to meet your elephant. So let's go. Sex, love, and Christmas. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode two in December. And as promised last week, I'm going to be focusing on aspects of the holiday season that are important and shed light on our relationship. Primarily, I'm going to be talking about our romantic relationship with our partner, but this can also very much apply to our relationship with our friends and our family and all the sometimes difficult and fraught emotions, interrelationships, and whatnot that go on around this emotionally dramatic and emotionally profound time of year. You can listen to last week's episode for a bit more description on the difference between being lonely and alone. I talked last episode about, uh, give you some advice and some tips of what to do if you're entering this particular holiday season uh, with some sort of loss, sadness, trouble on your heart. It might be a breakup, a divorce, maybe you're in a relationship and it's really troubled and you know the holidays can really kind of underline that and highlight that. Maybe you've lost someone through a death this year, a family member, a child, a grandchild, a grandparent, a parent, a friend, whatever it is, I'm never going to imply that this is the happiest time of the year. It depends where we're at, who we are, and what's happening for us, whether this is an easy or difficult or really painful time of the year. That was in last week's episode. Today, as promised, I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach today. We're going to focus on the sex and love part of Christmas in terms of my tongue-in-cheek dubbing of the podcast this month of Sex, Love, and Christmas. I don't happen to be a Christian per se. I'm a more of a Buddhist philosophy person, but I do celebrate the holiday season. I like to have a tree, a real tree, of course. Come on, I live in the woods in a forestry place, and I love lights, and I love celebrating the solstice symbolically. I'll talk about that in an upcoming episode, probably in terms of the symbolism of this time of year, at least in our hemisphere where the darkest day of the year, the least amount of daylight minutes is December 21st. And the next day, it slowly starts growing lighter. Beautiful metaphor for emerging from any kind of loss or grief or difficulty. But today, let's cut to the chase, Cheryl. 
How can you make this holiday season more romantic, more sexy? How can you come out of this holiday season instead of kind of being a, a, a husk, a tapped out shell of yourself, giving it all away, hosting all sorts of events, being exhausted, buying presents because you think you're supposed to, and all the BS we can get caught up in, and actually utilize this time of year as a beautiful reminder, a beautiful reminder of how to cherish what we have. Yes, our family, our kids, our parents, and everybody else. But for today's episode, I want to talk about ways to cherish, surprise, titillate, romance, and hell yeah, even seduce your partner this holiday season. Now, let me tell you a wee little story. My guy and I, my husband now, have been together going on about nine years. We met in August 2013. And our first Christmas was, not surprisingly, December 2013. Now, in the intervening three months since we'd met, I'd spent five weeks in India. We had fallen in love partly long distance, writing these long, elaborate love letters to each other over the internet and sharing a lot more hopes and dreams in that written form than we might have had we been traditionally dating face-to-face. We dated about a month before I took off for a big meditation retreat. I returned. We had the month of December together, and he managed to get Christmas Day off at that time he worked in a field uh, where there was no guarantee you'd get Christmas Day off, but he had it off. So Christmas Eve, we had this incredibly romantic and God knows sexy night. I mean, we were only together three, four months at the time. We had sex like bunnies all the time. Freaking awesome. And then the next morning, we had so far to date in my life, and I'm 57 years old, the most gentle, romantic, fun, beautiful Christmas morning I've ever had. No doubt we made love when we woke up. I don't remember specifically, but since that's what we generally did all the time, I suspect we did that morning as well. But we got up. I've got a couple of pictures of him wearing this burgundy long sleeve t-shirt and jeans with my dog snuggled up next to him. And then another picture of her kind of giving his ear a lick. And we had prepared stockings for each other. Now, growing up as a kid, we had pretty great Christmases for a number of reasons. For one, we didn't have a big extended family. There was the five of us, my parents and my two siblings and I, and the pets, of course. And then we had both sets of grandparents were alive, young and healthy and lived in our small town. And then there was one uncle and one aunt at that time, both unmarried without kids of their own. So they all gathered at our house, the five of us, mom, dad, my brother, my sister, and I, then my uncle Mike and my aunt Barb, and then the two sets of grandparents. And you're hearing it. We were the only grandkids or nephews or nieces in that whole direct biological family. We got kind of spoiled rotten when it came to the gifties under the tree thing. A lot of generosity, a lot of joy. And the favorite part, still at 57 years old, my favorite part of Christmas morning is the Christmas stocking. We had pretty skookum stockings. Skookum is a word we use up here, drawn from the uh, local indigenous culture, which means great or perfect or works like stink or works really well. We had skookum stockings. We didn't just have, no offense to anybody, I respect everybody's traditions, but we weren't that kind of stocking family where you got an orange and some walnuts and a candy cane. We got like really great gifts in our stocking, small stuff, right? Stuff that fit in a, in a, in a stocking. But we'd get like a really cool toy or a really cool, I don't know, Hot Wheels car or whatever you were into. We got cool stuff. And yeah, we got some candy, usually lifesavers and whatnot. And here was the rule in our house. I mean, we're kids. We woke up at like the crack of 4.30 a.m. or something. And the rule was when we woke up, thanks, mom and dad, you kind of rocked at this. When we woke up, we were allowed to go helter skelter, racing out to the living room and grab our stockings that were stuffed to the gills, stuff spilling out the top like a cornucopia, like the horn of plenty. It was amazing. And we were allowed to grab our stockings and go 
racing into mom and dad's bedroom. Oh, Merry Christmas. Santa came. Woo! And leap on the bed. And then we were allowed to open our stocking. One of my favorite family photos is the three of us kids. I was probably about five or six, my little sister about two, and my brother about 10. And we're like turning around, grinning at the camera. Obviously, dad took the picture, picture and mom's sitting up in bed, smiling with her like cool 19, early 1970s hairdo and uh, her like cute night- nightgown or whatever. And we're taking this stuff out of our stocking and topping it on the bed and ooing and eyeing after each thing. And each one was a revelation. I mean, stockings rock, people. Stockings are the best. You get like 10 gifts in there instead of just one big one. I'm all about the stocking. So hardly surprising. When I met my love and we were planning our first Christmas together and he was going to come to my house because I had the dogs and whatnot, and he was going to come spend the night where we we're going to have Christmas morning. I'm like, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I love me a Christmas stocking. And he's like, oh, really? I haven't had those since I was a little kid. We used to have them back on the farm in the prairies. And I said, yeah, I would love to make you a Christmas stocking. And I would love it if you'd make me one. And he he got into the spirit. And he's like, sure, that sounds super fun. So we did these elaborate Christmas stockings, like with really good stuff in it. I mean, one of the things he put in my stocking was a piece of jewelry I cherish to today. One of the Tibetan practices I do a lot of is a, is a certain Tibetan practice called the White Tara practice. And White Tara is this beautiful female spiritual energy of compassion and love and forgiveness and healing. And she's symbolized by moonstone, the beautiful gem moonstone. So my sweetheart found a beautiful gemstone, a moonstone shaped like a teardrop in a beautiful setting. And he put that beautiful necklace in my stocking. So we spent, I don't know, 45 minutes opening our stockings, looking at each and every beautiful gift, exclaiming over it, the thoughtfulness, the romance, the sexiness. I seem to remember I put a pair of fuzzy joke handcuffs in his stocking. Can you imagine why? Sexy, romantic, and fun. And then we, um, I think we had cinnamon buns and tea. And then we got onto opening the dog's stockings, which is always freaking hilarious because of course they like tear up the toys and do all the things. And, you know, they, they get some $15 stuffed toys with a, with a squeaky in it. And then they go freaking insane and tear it to pieces and spread the stuff everywhere and kill their toy within a few minutes. It was just so joyful. Then we moved on to the bigger presents. It wasn't about the presents, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. It was about the presence, P-R-E. S-E-N-C-E. We were in love. We were focused on each other. Our hearts were bursting open with happiness, with love, with fulfillment. We were attracted to each other. We were joyful. We saw the beauty of our future. It was our first Christmas. So I want you right now to think about your first Christmas with your sweetheart. What do you remember? What if anything was special? What if anything meant something to you? What if any rituals did you begin, whether you knew you were beginning a ritual or not? We began the ritual, as it would hardly surprise you to hear, of the sexy romantic Christmas stocking. We've done it every year since. I think this is our ninth ninth Christmas, I guess, coming up in a few weeks here. I got a bunch of his Christmas stocking stuff just the other day, and I have a few other things I'm keeping my eye out for. We also have a bit of a rule that each of us needs to put at least one thing into our Christmas stocking that is sexy. That's to do with our sex life. It might be a beautiful lubricant. It might be a pair of fuzzy handcuffs. It might be a toy. It might be sexy IOUs. Now, some of you, this may raise your eyebrows. What an odd thing to put in a Christmas stocking, but is it? 
but is it? A lot of what I teach is how can we keep our love and our passion and our connection and our romance alive? So it's really fun to slip something sexy into the Christmas stocking. Now, if you've got a little bunch of inquiring eyes and ears around, you can put it in an envelope. You could put a sexy IOU in there. IOU, an erotic massage. Cash this in any weekend you want this year when the kids are all away at their friend's house, and I'm going to give you a sexy massage with a happy ending, and so on. Now, now we're going to come to a bit of homework. Yes, indeed, my loves. I care very deeply about you. I care very deeply about your relationship. I love love. My professional world is all about helping couples rediscover what they've lost, reignite the flame that may have died, find a new type of passion, love, and romance if they never were strong in that in the first place, and in a nutshell, be happier be more in love, as I like to say, fall in love over and over again with the one you're already with. This is the intention of all of my work. This is the mainstay of everything I do as a professional. And it's what I try to do. Yeah, I'm human. I screw up. I fail. I have to begin again. But it's what I try to do in my own relationship as well. So here's your homework. You can guess if you've been paying any attention whatsoever. Create a beautiful, sexy, romantic stocking for your sweetheart this Christmas, this holiday season. If you don't celebrate Christmas, that's totally okay. You don't have to put it in a Christmas stocking. You can put it in a little box and individually wrap each thing. You could make it a treasure hunt and hide them around the house. But utilize this holiday theme, this holiday season, this time of giving and marking the occasion with those you love, of giving generously to um, charitable causes, to people less fortunate than us, to the world. I write a lot of checks. I go a lot of online things this time of year. I love it because it's a reminder to give. It's a reminder to edify, to cherish, and support those we love near and far and those we've never met who could use some love from a stranger. But today, we're talking about you and your relationship. So I want you to commit to creating your own variation of a sexy Christmas stocking. Email me. Tell me what you came up with. Email me at Cheryl at DrCherylFraser.com. We'll put it below in the show notes. Cheryl at DrCherylFraser.com. Pretty easy to remember if you listen to my podcast and you know my name. It's okay if you don't. Email me and tell me what you came up with. There's your first big thing I want you to do. I want you, whether you celebrate Christmas itself or not, I want you this holiday season, this month of December, do it on the solstice on the 21st of December. Do it on New Year's Eve as a fresh beginning to your year and your relationship together. Create a variation on the Christmas stocking, whatever works for you, with several different delightful, beautiful gifts, IOUs, promises, gift certificates for massages, dance lessons, go bungee jumping to your favorite restaurant, to a wine tasting, and on and on and on, bowling, golfing, something goofy, something fun. You can do silly stuff. You can come up with a theme. The theme can be, we're going to do an amazing stocking for each other, but we can only shop at the dollar store and we have a maximum of 20 bucks. Who can do their best? It can be homemade. Everything in the stocking or the gift box or the treasure hunt or whatever you come up with needs to be homemade by yourself or by someone else, etc. This is not a gimmick, my loves. This is about being intentional and thoughtful and showing your partner how much they matter to you by giving them the gift of presence, of 
thoughtfulness, of planning. The way my sweetheart and I did that first Christmas together, we were madly falling in love and lust. We were thinking this might be the person we're going to choose to spend our life with. And we were so excited plan little surprises and beautiful gifts and things that had meaning for each other. So do that. Give from your heart the way you would if you were falling in love and wanted to make this person the happiest person in the world. Now, you can also get creative. I referred to, um, I want you to email me and tell me what you came up with. And I'm going to share your good ideas in other episodes, but here's a fantastic idea. This came to me in the email last week from two couples who are in my uh, couples program once or twice a year. It may only be once in 2022, so you might want to get on the wait list. We'll link to the wait list below. The wait list is completely no obligation. It just means whenever I do offer my program in 2022, you'll be the first to make sure that you know about it, you hear about the free class, and you get the first opportunity to choose as to whether you might want to join that program. Usually, I teach it twice a year. It looks like I'll only be teaching it once in 2022. Anyway, what I'm about to tell you now is the 12 days of Christmas, the 12 days of romantic rituals for Christmas. And this was sent to me out of the blue last week by two of the couples who participated in my 10-week couples immersion, the Become Passion program, Create Love That Lasts a Lifetime. Then they actually chose to go even deeper, and they joined my uh, VIP ongoing couples program. That's only for couples who've participated in the 10-week program, and they want to keep focusing on love, romance, sexuality, joy, and freedom even more deeply and have more personal time with me, et cetera. So these are two couples from my programs. And they sent me an email saying, you know, we were talking with this other couple, and we were thinking, we want to give Cheryl something. We want to show how much we love the work she does with us, and we think it'd be great to come up with the 12 days of Christmas for couples, 12 beautiful things you can do for and with your partner, you know, obviously play on the 12 days of Christmas. Instead of a partridge in a pear tree, how about dancing to a romantic song in your living room and so on? So I'm going to read you a few of these. They're so great. And they're based on some really important couples therapy and couples research and sexual therapy techniques that indicate one of the predictors of a happy, healthy relationship is having shared rituals. And those can be as simple as uh, you celebrate birthdays every year, or you have a cup of tea together in the morning and you talk about your day, or you you hug and kiss goodnight before you go to sleep. Daily, weekly, monthly, and annual rituals have literally been shown to predict relationship success. Why? Because they remind us. They keep us present. They keep us connected. It's very easy to get complacent and lazy and fall into old patterns and not make our partner special. Take each other for granted. One of the greatest killers of romance and desire is complacency, laziness, what I call in my book, Buddha's Bedroom, marital boredom. So rituals are really important. This is what the research shows. This isn't a gimmick. It's one of the things I and other experts teach. Create rituals, add some new rituals. In my programs, we develop a lot of rituals to really spice up and, and, and help us connect better and connect more intimately and speak more deeply and feel happier and closer. So they've called this the 12 days of rituals and tools for romantic couples, the 12 days of Christmas for couples. On the first day of Christmas, we true loves give to each other. I will not sing anymore. I respect your earlobes and the insides of your ears too much for that. So on the first day of Christmas, we true loves give each other 
The commitment to make an effort to touch before we talk and to hold hands, particularly if we're talking about a difficult subject. This is one of the things we work on in my program. It grounds the body. It calms your body. It activates your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the calm down system when you touch. So if you're approaching a difficult conversation, holding hands or putting your hand on your partner's knee can really help ground you and calm you. On the second day of Christmas, we true loves give to each other the promise to not take our sexuality for granted, nor treat it with benign neglect. We will make our sensual life a priority and focus on it for this day. I'll skip to the eighth day of Christmas. We true loves give to each other the commitment to write three appreciations a week and share them with each other. Now, that's also a beautiful piece of research drawn from a number of different excellent psychologists. John Gottman speaks about it beautifully, where it shows the importance of saying what you appreciate about your partner to them in a deeper way. For example, saying, thanks for dinner, it was great, babe, is a really nice thing to say, but an even nicer thing to say that lands more deeply and lights your partner up more fully and really helps them feel appreciated by you is, you know, hon, that was a delicious dinner. I want you to know I really appreciate that you do the majority of the cooking for us and that you spend so much thoughtfulness on some of our meals, I feel very, um, very lucky. Now that's one Cheryl Fraser could certainly say because my hubby does the majority of the cooking and all of the shopping. He likes grocery shopping. I hate it. I don't mind cooking, but it's not my favorite thing and he enjoys it. I am truly grateful for the meals he prepares for us. Most of the time I do the odd one and I thank him very sincerely and very often for his kindness. So on the 11th day of Christmas, we true loves give to each other the gift of telling each other that we love them each and every evening before bedtime and several times for the rest of the day as well. On the 12th day of Christmas, we true loves give to each other the gift of touches and cuddles and kisses when we wake up and when we go to bed. Bonus points for cuddling throughout the day. What a creative, beautiful way to take this holiday season as a reminder, as a call to action, to do something special for each other, to do something special for our sweetheart, to remind ourselves and them that we do appreciate them. People, don't wait for the ugly wake-up calls that life delivers to us. We've all no doubt lost someone in our circle to death this year, whether it was a close person or a friend of a friend. We don't have forever. None of us get out of here alive. And I don't want to ever look back when I lose my partner, if he predeceases me through natural or sudden causes, and think, I wish I'd made every day special, more special than I did. I don't want to look back and say, I wish I'd had a good Christmas, even though we were struggling and it wasn't our finest month that we on that day or on any of the holidays. January 1st, a big one for us. We like to jump in the ocean. Well, let's be honest. I like to jump in the ocean. I live in the Pacific Northwest. The ocean is freezing cold in winter. I like to jump in the ocean on January 1st in uh, my own private polar bear swim to wash off the old and welcome the new. My husband hates it, but he loves me. So he does it with me. It's a very quick dip in, out, done. So whether it's Christmas Day, solstice, a random December 29th, or New Year's Eve, it doesn't matter when, why, and how. Create your own rituals this holiday season, something that means something to you and to your sweetheart. And I challenge you to create something new. It can be as simple as start having a Christmas morning as you know special waffle breakfast. And from now on, you do special waffle breakfast every Christmas morning. Whatever it is, my loves, it's not about 
doing it on a certain day or for a particular reason, other than the big reason, which is, I want you to know I appreciate you. I want us to cherish some of our times together in the busyness of life, in the demands and the the um, obligations we have. Can we just stop and breathe? And the culture in North America and much of Europe and elsewhere does give us a few days to maybe breathe in the month of December. A lot of us, uh, the 25th and or the 26th are statutory holidays. January 1st is often a statutory holiday. We often don't have to work. Again, the kids are off school or we're for a teacher or a professor. Whether or not you traditionally celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or one of the other seasons, one of the other rituals, one of the other beautiful celebrations, it's winter. Well, unless you're in the other hemisphere, then it's summer. Make your own ritual. Call it whatever you like, but utilize this time to stop, to take a breath, and to show up with interest, curiosity, and passion and compassion. Create a sexy stocking for your beloved. Celebrate the 12 days of romance starting on uh, 12 days before the 25th or whenever that's supposed to happen. None of us really know or understand which the 12 days are. Make New Year's Eve or New Year's Day special. Start a new ritual. Uh, Hey, join us and then email me. Jump in a really cold lake or ocean on the first and then I want you to send me a picture. Tell you what, I'm going to draw a prize. Anybody who jumps in the ocean on the 1st of January January and sends me a picture of you and your sweetheart after you've jumped in. I'm going to do a drawing and I'm going to send you a copy of Buddha's Bedroom and some beautiful cards and my artist friend designed for my Become Passion students that are very beautiful, sort of love art cards. There you go. That was spontaneous. I wasn't planning on that. I love it. I'll have to make a note to mention that in my next few podcasts. For today, this brings us to this episode's Love Bite. Are you ready? Rituals predict romance. Being special helps our sexuality. Create some holiday rituals to connect you to your love. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Sex, Love, and Elephants, also called Sex, Love, and Christmas Holidays. And I will be back with you next week with a whole bunch more goodness for your ears, your heart, and your relationship. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex, Love, and Elephants. But most of all, thank you for being part of this herd. If you enjoyed listening, please share this with a friend. And if you haven't already, I would love, love, love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast player because it really helps all the other elephants find us. If you have any questions or comments or maybe an idea for the show or you'd like to be a guest, reach out to me directly at drcherylfraser.com, where you can also sign up for weekly Love Bites, science-based tips for creating love and passion that last a lifetime.